We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now this the black sheep sticking it to him. I need a crib like I'm Gatsby. I need it in hand. Just understand my pocket's that deep. With nothing to prove, I ain't got nothing to do. And it can't compete, and I got nothing to lose. You see, they told me I'm the one that's going to benefit. Never been a threat. Back like we never left because we haven't left. That's true. <laughs> We're here, baby. I've turned the hat backwards to see if I like the way it looks. Different look? Uh, Somewhat. Somewhat of a different look. Here, I have a sticker. Same fits. It's a sticker. Oh, wow. You're a new person. Wait a second. It's a new day. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Veterans Minimum, the number one sports betting vibe on the internet. I'm your delightful host, Nick Deus. At Nick Deus, 10 is where you can find me. Let's get right into it, man. Dive into it. People listened to the episode last week. They see that we're wearing the same stuff, which means our guy is on the other (laughs) line right now. MP is back. I mean, go. What's up, everybody? Uh, I mean, I just met my best, my new best friend, George. So, um, Nick, sorry, we're gonna have to, you know, take our friendship down a notch because. Oh, you know what? It's like MySpace. Remember top eight? Right. He just got moved in, and and I think I had to. I I don't know. I'll figure it out. But anyway, George just got moved up. Yeah, I'm I'm still. Draft stock is rising. Top top eight is still like in the (laughs) bridal party. That is true. You know, so At like, I gotta, though, you'll be cropped on all the photos. Yeah. yeah. Is that you a lock? You don't have to worry about that. You're, you're, that's a lock. You're right? good. You don't have to Let's worry go. about that. Oh, that's yeah, a yeah, lock, baby. You don't have to worry yeah, about that. Yeah. All right. This is what I want to do for this episode AFC storylines for the offseason. You could take them however you want. We're going to do each division, jump through, kind of, kind of like a rapid fire, but definitely feel free to chime in. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll be interesting because especially in the AFC. That's the power conference, right? Like there's legit, in my opinion, probably 12 teams that can... That will come in next year as contenders. Yes. Yep. Where in the NFC, I probably got it at like five. Fair. So I agree. I want to start with the AFC. It got the better quarterbacks, got the better teams. And if you just look at the Super Bowl odds, the way, way, way too early Super Bowl odds. Majority of the teams in the top 10 are AFC teams. You know, seven of the top 10 are AFC teams. Right. So I want to start with the AFC and I'm going to throw it to Impy first because he is a lifelong Jets fan. 
Oh, great. So we're going to start with the AFC East. The floor is yours, my friend. Let's go. J-E-T-E. Never <sighs> forget. <laughs> I mean, let me ask you a question. If, if, if I would have told you before the season started that Rodgers would go down on the fourth play of the game and they'd win seven games, what would you tell me? Crazy. I'm crazy, right? Fair? 100%. Yeah. Um, I think if they revamp the offensive line, you know, I, I think this team, you know, can do a lot of damage. I'm I'm and I and I'm not the only one, you know, speculating here, but I think David Bakhtiari is the obvious um, you know, potential addition for this team. Um, they have a top ten pick in this year's draft. There's I think two uh you know, you know, you know, two tackles who who a lot of teams are a lot of guys are and gals are mocking to the Jets. There's a kid from Penn State and there's a kid from Oregon State. Um so I think if you can, you know, somehow, you know, get Bakhtiari on a veterans minimum deal um and then draft one of these kids you know with the 10 pick you know i, I think you know you can you can you can revamp that offensive line uh, faster than i think some people anticipated um so that would be my big kind of storyline or, or or off-season kind of wish list you know for the afc east is you know i, I you know keep rogers upright um because again this team won seven games you know, with 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 a rotating door of shit bags. Excuse my language. Um, so uh, yeah, just fix the offensive line, and I think the rest will fall into place. I agree with you, man. I think they should do what Cincinnati did um, the year the year they went to the Super Bowl that offseason. Remember, they just addressed offensive line. The Chiefs also did that when they lost to Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. They went out. They got a a guy in free agency. They spent two draft picks. One of them was Creed Humphreys. Mm-hmm. Like if you're the Jets, my priorities would be definitely offensive line for sure. Because even if Rodgers was healthy, bro, like oh, it'd be it would still yeah, fair, be an fair. issue, right? Like I know Zach yeah. Wilson, you're talking to a Zach Wilson stand right over there, baby, right in the middle. <laughs> um, even though Zach I just Wilson called him came a in, I yeah. just called him a shit bag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the streets don't forget. And by streets, I mean me. <laughs> All the years you were telling me about him. But no, on a serious note, man, you look at the list of unrestricted free agents that they have. There's no one really that's like important, important. You could go away with most of these guys. Like, I think Jordan Whitehead would be interesting to bring back. But like outside of that, it's like Billy Turner and Solomon Thomas. Yeah, Carl no, Lawson get- from day one was just a nightmare start. He blows out his Achilles before he even plays a game for the Jets. And <clears throat> I think you do what, what Imp said, man. And and look, that was my storyline too. It's Aaron Rodgers. Like, it just has to be. Um, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers, we were kind of talking about it too. I don't know if we'll put up the numbers for it, but like the there could be some y'all must have forgot 100%. heading into this year too. So I think they do what the Bengals and the Chiefs did. You go into this offseason, you're like, yo, we're going to get us three new offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Hell, let's get five new offensive linemen if we need to. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you could find a gem in free agency at like wide receiver. Get like a Tyler Boyd. I think Tyler Boyd would be dope in like this offense. For sure. Because you have a Garrett Wilson, have a guy like underneath. Because like, look, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard. I was say, are you losing Cobb? Yeah, he's an unrestricted guy. He was on he's a one year deal. I think also the Jets. It was the Rodgers. Yeah, like, I think also you know, the Jets, bro, present. they got to be like, hey, man, listen. Last year, we were so excited that you were here, and we gave all your boys these contracts. But like, 
we're not bringing none of them back. This year, we're gonna we're not gonna do you no favors. We're gonna do us some favors and go actually get some studs. And I think, like, right. yo, look, their defense—they're not losing anyone significant on the defense. Just and crucial. I think, yeah, and I think that's that's, that's the approach. He hit the nail on the head there. Impy's right. You got to just spend it all offensive line, and that was also my storyline too. It's like Rogers coming back, man. I think there could be some y'all must have forgot potential. hundred percent. And you know, if That's anyone, you, if it's, anyone it's a is tough road though, when you think about you're having to go through the Bills twice and the Dolphins twice. Like, yeah, but also here's the thing though. Here's the thing. It's not an easy division. It's not. But also with Rogers on the team, those teams are saying the same thing about the Jets. True. Right. Like That's I. That's when he plays his best. Yes. Yeah. Rogers yeah. plays his best when when when. Y'all must have forgot Rodgers. That's the best Rodgers. When he has a chip on his shoulder, the year they drafted Jordan Love, that was a back-to-back MVPs. Yeah. Or, or right, right? Just mm-hmm. when 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 it's like y'all must have forgot Rodgers, that's the best Rodgers. And I think this is absolutely shaping up to be that type of a season. Sorry I cut you guys off. I just had to say that. No, you're, you're right. I, I echo the same sentiment as you on that one, man. Give us your, put, your we, East. My East is going to be, will the Buffalo Bills – match that same level of run game that they finished off the season with Mm. last year. So it's a very similar statement into that offensive line and building a a group of individuals that can take a lot of the pressure off of Josh Allen doing a majority of the running. I think they found somebody solid in, in James cook. So now let's see if, if they back up the, the Brinks truck in a small amount or see if like how they can manage that contract. Cause he's going to be very important. Uh, to their success moving forward. So if the bills can figure that out with the way that they played at the end of last year, that's why I'm like, it doesn't matter how good Rogers is. They're still going to be a 12 win team in what can be considered now the toughest division in football. Yeah. I, I, I want to just piggyback on the bills for a second too, because I, I don't know how you both, how both of you feel about Buffalo's weapons, but I've been preaching for a while that I think that Gabe Davis is overrated, and I think that they need to do more in terms of surrounding Josh Allen with weapons. I like Kincaid. I I, I don't necessarily love Knox. Point I'm trying to make is let's get a legitimate two wide receiver in Buffalo, or or God forbid we get a one B. Right? Like, can we trade up in the draft? You know, you know, you know, give up some capital, get one of these elite wide receivers. I'm not talking Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm not even talking neighbors, but can you get a Roma Dunze from Washington? Like, can you maybe trade up, you know, and really get kind of like a franchise cornerstone skill guy? Um, Because I think you're wasting some really, really awesome Josh Allen years. And I think that. Ultimately, some of those guys that are uh, Gabe Davis is gone already. We all know that. I'm just saying they're in cap hell. You know, can they flip, you know, Mitch Morse and a draft pick into a a wide receiver or can they do something? Because I I really think that they need more weapons on the offensive side of the ball, primarily being uh, I love James Cook, more so talking pass catchers. I want another really good receiver. Mm -hmm. Get me a again, like a 1B or potentially like one of the best twos in the league. You get me one of those, and, and I guarantee you, um, you know, Buffalo makes some even more noise than they made this year. So I, I'm with you on Buffalo. Love what kind of they did at the end of the year, and I want to build upon it. Get them, get him more weapons. So um, sure. that's kind of my rant, and I'm over. Yeah, you've been on Buffalo having overrated weapons just as much as I was talking you up about the Giants having the best skill position players in the league those years. 
I was like, bro, Slayton, Golden Tate, Shepard, Sterling Shepard, dogs. Oh man, what an era! Yeah. What an era! No, nah, but yo, you're right too, man. And also, like, look, you can't have. I think I think Diggs needs to have a monster year this year. I think there's a lot of pressure on Diggs. Did you because, see some of the the talks about like his cryptic messaging yeah. that he always does? I mean, bro, listen, man. Is he coming back? Listen, man. I think I think if you're Stephon Diggs, kind of got to pipe down this offseason, bro. Facts. Because the last time we saw you, you you would have had that play, that bomb that mm -hmm. he threw, that he dropped, would have been like an iconic all-time play. <laughs> bro, Josh Allen threw that ball, I think, 900 yards. That shit was a bomb, wide open, just like drops it. And it's like, yo, look, man, if you're a wide receiver and you bitch and moan about the football, I'm with you. I've said, I had Brandon Marshall on the show and he agreed too. It's the most unique position, I think, in professional sports because you need two other things to happen in order for you to get paid and be successful. So I get that. You need the quarterback to be good and then you need the five big guys to block for the quarterback to get you the ball. So I'm with the bitching and moaning. But when you have a chance to deliver and you don't, that's where it's like, hey, man, we kind of need to have the conversation. You can't have a conversation. Yeah. That's yeah. how I feel about Diggs. And Diggs, Diggs also, like, how many, I think he ended the year with, like, nine straight under 100-yard games. Mm -hmm. And you can't have that when you're the primary weapon on the offense. Yeah, we got the ground game going, but through the air with Josh Allen, dude, like, Shakir was getting, like, Balling eight targets out. a game in the playoffs yep. out of nowhere, you know? So I, I think with Diggs, it's, it's going to be a big year for him, whether he returns to Buffalo. I think he does. Because he is very valuable to that team. They just need him to deliver. Right. That's that's all for me. Um, I was shaking my head when you said uh, best division in football. Because I think it's the AFC North once again. Really? Oh, dude. How can it not be? So AFC North last year, first time in NFL history that the combined win total was the highest of any division in football. So their win total last year was 41 and a half. <clears throat> the four teams. All of them had a nine-win total or more. Never happened before in the league. And, bro, you know, there's some, like, Justin Fields to Pittsburgh rumors going on. And Pittsburgh, you got to just trust the infrastructure and them to be above 500 because that's all they've been with Mike Tomlin. And then you got Cleveland. You got Healthy. Baltimore. And you got Joe Burrow and the Bengals coming back. And that's my biggest storyline. It's can the Bengals keep it together? And also... Joe, you got to stay healthy, bro. Mm -hmm. Gets banged up. Yeah. No, they rushed him back this year. Like, he he, well, well, he thought thing. because, okay, I, gotta, I got the bag. I need to go out and perform. Yeah. And that's, it was the wrong choice. And I literally think it took years of his career off well, of the I, back end. The, the pushback, uh, you're not entirely wrong in the sense of, I felt like he got rushed back also. It's like, bro, yeah. we just gave you a quarter billion. You got to be out there with your team. But I would agree with you if it was the same injury that ended the season. So, like, coming into the league, coming into the year, it was a calf. True. Where it was a hand that ended up doing him in. Yeah. Now, if it was an Achilles, God forbid, or, or like, the, the calf sideline, I'd, I'd agree with you more. But right. the, the pushback would be that it's a completely different injury. Yes. But you also got to just trust that, you know, your team for five to six weeks can bear you not being there. If I know I'm going to get you at a hundred percent injuries will tag on. And Browning, 
But go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, just say it to your point, Browning played decent like yes. i would say better than decent this season right so i think you have to kind of have that 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 you know that kind of that ability to look within your locker room and say our backup is probably one of the better backups in the league at this point we can you know you know you know hold the fort over until joe gets back i i i completely agree like i i think they should have you know been a, been a little bit more patient but can you make the argument that they looked at their division and said you know we we don't have a you know we don't have that ability to stumble because of how good our division is. I wonder if that's in the back of their minds as well. Every team, um, every team over 500, literally every team finished over 500. You can make the argument. Maybe they felt like if they slipped, they they wouldn't have a chance to make the playoffs. So maybe that's why they rushed them back. I don't know. And when you're looking at their free agents, DJ reader, I think is a must return for them. Right. Um, I've been on record saying he he might be one Tagger. of the most valuable. Yeah. Well, it's going to be either him or Higgins. Right. right. What do you do with Higgins? Higgins is north of 20 a year on a lot of other teams in the league. Um, and then you got Chase the next year. So uh, outside of that, it's like, you know, Tyler Boyd, I think. Lifer, yeah, but unless he wants to sign the veterans minimum, mm. probably not going to bring him back because I think he could get money elsewhere. And then a Wouzier at corner. You know, they spent the high draft pick either last year or the year before on a DB. Um, Their big free agents, the two big free agents that they have, I think both need to come back. And for me, it's what is Cincinnati going to do? Can they keep that core together? Because look, dude, we've seen Kansas City. Those three guys have been there throughout this whole duration of the championships and the divisions and the conferences, all that, because they've kept Chris Jones on defense, Kelsey and Mahomes on the offense. Those are the staples of your organization. And I think if you're the Bengals, you kind of need to keep T. Higgins and DJ Reader, and you have Chase and Burrow. Yeah. No, I, I, and it makes sense with how good Trey Hendrickson's played this year that Reader may, if anybody's going to not get the tag, it would be him, right? So uh, you got to be able to sell season tickets. That's a very real thing. Staying in the North, though, do the Ravens finally hire a new strength and conditioning coach to avoid injuries this upcoming season? I think that's the real question. Because if the Ravens can figure out that piece, they're in the Super Bowl, dog. I mean, I know that's that's jokes, but seriously, like, will the Ravens have any catastrophic offseason injuries? They're the most plagued team in football. So just well, watch out the for big, that. The big handicap going into this season if you were pro Bengals was that in the last two years, no team has had more starters miss games than the Ravens. And usually year after year, it's the, what do they call it? The season from hell, right? That team, it's hard for it to happen back to back years to you. Right. right? Like there was that one year with the Niners when they missed the playoffs where they played back to back games at MetLife. They played the Giants and the Jets <laughs> and like four different players blew out their knees. <laughs> And then they just had, by, by like week four, they had 12 starters on week one on IR. That right. was a season from hell for them, right? Mm -hmm. Baltimore has had that the last two years prior to this one. Correct. And even so, they had some guys go down, like Mark Andrews went down. They lost their running backs. They get the new running back, Mitchell, right? Yep. It was Mitchell. And then lost, and <laughs> lost he, that he, running back. Lost yeah. that running back too. It was like, what the hell is going on, bro? And then also like the investment they made on Odell was wild. Like, I think he made, like, 300K a catch. 
Jesus Christ. He only had like 35 or 36 catches. That's nuts. It didn't this, seem like he played this would have been a gate. This would have been a good season for, uh, I hate to say it, but like obviously Burrow played too many games for them to have completely bottomed out, but kind of would have kind of reminded me of like the Dallas Cowboys year uh, when they were able to draft Zeke, where they were like the they had the fourth pick in the draft, but they were nowhere near the fourth worst team in the NFL. Um, really wish they would have been able to. I hate, like I, I hate to say this. Like I'm not even really saying to like tank, but I wish they would have bottomed out a little bit better. Maybe been a little bit higher up in the first round because I think they're like picking 18 right now. They finished nine and eight with 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 what we'd all admit is a wasted season, right? So you kind of want you kind of wish like, hey, could they have finished you know maybe near the top 12? Maybe trade up, grab one of these wide receivers that I keep raving about in the first round. Then maybe that allows you to to let T. Higgins walk, walk if you're able to draft one of these stud receivers in the first round. So them kind of, and it's a credit to the team. Like I'm not taking anything. This is actually a credit to their team to be able to finish nine and eight with all of the injuries, you know, to your franchise quarterback. Um, it's a credit to the team, or where also you can make the argument if they would have bottomed out, it could have actually helped them in the long run, but. You can't really say that it's football and everyone wants to play and everyone's playing for more than a draft pick and, and so yeah. on. That's Zach Taylor football. You know, we always, we, we think that, you know, Tomlin runs the North, but really it's, it's Zach Taylor, man. I mean, that guy just does not go below 500. Tough. Yeah. No tanking. No, no tanking. tanking. They do have the 18th pick, by the way. It was right. Yeah. Um, um got me. Yeah. Steelers got a trade for Justin Fields. You've mentioned it, and I, I I love it. I think when you think about the Steelers season, 10 and 7 made the playoffs with a negative 20-point differential. Pittsburgh scored 304 total points on offense this year. To put that into perspective, the Falcons scored 321 points with two quarterbacks. You know, with you know, they say when you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Mm-hmm. Bengals scored 366 points with a backup quarterback for a chunk of the season. The Titans scored 305 points on offense this year. The Colts scored 396 points. And last but not least, the Chicago Bears with Justin Fields scored about roughly three, like over 360 points on offense. All of this is to say, if you give Mike Mike and Mike Tomlin hasn't had an elite quarterback since you know, the back end of Ben Roethlisberger. And this guy still goes over 500 every season. The defense is rock solid. Um, I like the wide receivers, the run game. You know, we love Jalen Warren. Like, I really think this is the year for the Steelers to make a push. And I think Justin Fields is the guy. Um, and, and look, Arthur Smith, say what you want about him as a head coach, I I would agree with some of the criticism. But I think if there's one coach who can scheme up a running game, and probably be able to take advantage of, of one of the most mobile quarterbacks in NFL history, it's Arthur Smith. And I trust Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin made the decision to bring Arthur Smith over. I trust him. So um, I, I I just think it's Justin Fields to Pittsburgh. Maybe like a short two-year deal. Maybe like a, I don't know, like a front-loaded deal or something like that. Because I know he's got the option, but they could trade him. They could get creative. Either way, it's get Justin Fields to Pittsburgh. Yeah, they definitely got to go into the next year with a new quarterback, whether it's through free agency, a trade, or in the draft, if they somehow you know, move up or something, someone lands on their their lap. Someone's going to test through the roof at the combine, and then all of a sudden it's like, yo, he's a first-round pick. What the hell? Yeah. He was in the fifth round in so many boards. That always happens, I told you too. it's going to be Penix. Watch. Penix, your boy. I will say, uh, as far as the points for, 
Steelers 10 and 7 scored 304 points. In comparison, the teams that have scored around the same amount of them, like he listed, Titans 6 and 11, Jets 7 and 10, <laughs> Panthers 2 and 15, Pats 4 and 13, Giants 6 and 11. It's it's wild what they were able to accomplish in Pittsburgh right. this year with all that went down with them. So much drama. Yeah. Uh, I want to go to the South. And my storyline is Jacksonville Jaguars. First of all, I apologize because we did that show together. And I said, how come no one's respecting the Jaguars? I believe they were eight and three right before they played the Niners. Yeah. And what proceeded to happen was they went one and six. And then <laughs> and uh, they also lost by like nine touchdowns to the Niners that week. It's like, oh, that's why no one was respecting them. But on a serious note, what are you going to do now if you're Jacksonville? You got to you gotta answer a lot of questions because yeah. around this time last year, we were saying you're never going to see them not the favorite in their division. They have the best quarterback in the division. All the other teams don't have a quarterback. Mind you, this is February of last year. Mm. right? They're coming off being one of the final four teams in the AFC in the playoffs. Now, we feel completely different. Because the Colts got a guy in Anthony Richardson. And I think that they have some abilities in free agency. Talk about a team that overachieved last year. And they lost their quarterback. You get Richardson back. You have some money to spend in free agency. Texans get C.J. Stroud. Holy shit. Mm. Titans, okay, complete rebuild. No Derrick Henry. Probably no Tannehill. Uh, Who knows who's going to be the quarterback there. Definitely no Mike Vrabel because he's gone. So... If you're the Jaguars, like, hey, man, we thought everything was going to go through Duval. Yeah. And now we don't feel that way. So I think for me, it's a big, big offseason for Jacksonville to make the right moves. Are they bringing back Calvin Ridley? Is Doug Peterson going to be on the hot seat if they start off shaky? There's a lot. And also Trevor Lawrence, too, man. I think Trevor Lawrence is eligible to be extended this offseason. Yeah. Do you feel comfortable giving him 250? That's the, I think he is a bigger question mark than people think. And I think that team needed to revolve way more around Travis Etienne last year. I think that he is a premier running back in the league. Very few that can do all three. He's a great running back. He can catch the ball to the backfield and he picks up a blitz really well. A three down back that I think the Jaguars are going to look to use way more this next year. So, yeah, I think if anything with the Jags, it's more so a coaching mix up or like a a style change and is Doug Peterson going to be forthright about that in the off season and saying, yeah, we have some new, new packages that we want to run. Maybe it's more of a pro style offense. From what I remember last year, they were a spread it out and struggled to find Calvin Ridley. And it wasn't an offense that ran a zone concept very well out of shotgun. So can they, can they run some maybe outside zones under center? That's what I would expect to see out of the South uh, with the Jaguars. My storyline though, was something that you had brought up with Anthony Richardson uh, being the Colts quarterback. I don't think it's as a, a given as people think. I think Gardner Minshew proved this year that he has the capabilities to maybe give Anthony Richardson one more year to be an excellent backup if ever need be. I think that you can use both of them in uh, in a, the same way that the Saints use Taysom Hill. And I, I think it's a way more of a quarterback battle if they allow it to be. That'll be a very mm. interesting thing 
for me to see play out? Is it that they're taking the investment on Gardner Minshew? If that is the case, then it's going to be an intense fall camp for the Colts to see who's going to be starting that team. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I hear you. I really do. I find it hard to believe that they're going to do that to a top five pick. And also Gardner if Minshew. They didn't, it, good? If they didn't draft him that high, I would 100% agree. If he yeah. was like an end of the first round, maybe a, a day two guy, 100%. But when you spend all of that draft capital at the top, top, top of the first round, I think just from an organizational thing, like you mentioned to George, like you got to sell tickets, right? Like, are you selling more tickets with Anthony Richardson or are you selling more tickets with Gardner Minshew, who you saw last year overachieve nine and eight great year, I think, relative to what they expected once the quarterback went down either way. Um, I just think that with the draft capital they spent, it's going to be a tough sell to multiple people, whether it be the fans, whether it be kind of, you know, higher ups within the organization, Nick loves the higher ups. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I, I love where your head is at though. Like that's really creative. And I think more teams should, maybe operate or even just consider operating like that. Um, but I just think there's too many politics and foot, football front offices and so on where that just won't be the case. But I'd like, I've really loved like where your head's at. That's mad creative and not many people do that. Two things. Uh, the higher ups thing that he mentioned is anytime he would try to make a trade with MP in fantasy, he's like, yeah, hold on. I got to talk to someone. We're like, oh, you got to go answer to the higher ups. No. That's what it was. That was, that was one. And then two, Gardner Minshew also, man, he's a free agent. Maybe, maybe, maybe a team is so desperate and they're like, yo, we'll give you a two year deal for 30 million mm. and we'll, we'll go with Minshew, right? Like Minshew is good enough to be like, he's the definition of a stopgap quarterback. Yeah. Like for a year with Minshew, he'll get you a little excited. He'll wear some outrageous outfit. I'll have the handlebar mustache. Crazy oh, off season guy. Yeah. You know he's going to do yeah. it. He's going to fly a yeah. F-15. Yeah, yeah. he's going to do something nuts. He's going to get you excited. <laughs> but he's not going to be a guy that you're going to be like, oh, here's a $200 million quarterback. So also, like, they have to decide what they're going to do with him. Kenny Moore in the secondary. They also got Michael Pittman Jr., who had a monster year. He's going to want to get paid. Like, there's a, yeah, there's a he's lot a of things agent. that they're going to have to do. But they do have the money to spend it, going mm. back to what I was saying before. But you're right, man. The last thing on Minshew, I think that he's likely to stay if they can make the money work because of the two factors that we just rattled off. One, the 
the assumed starter is extremely young and green, right? So as a backup quarterback or as a quarterback trying to compete for a starting job, you're thinking to yourself, okay, what, where, where will I have the, the, the highest probability of getting an opportunity to showcase my abilities? There's an extremely young quarterback who just sat out most of the season, potentially ahead of me. And two, I hate to say it, he, you can say maybe he's a little injury prone. He got injured a couple times last year before they officially shut him down uh, for the whole season. So it's the combination of the guy ahead of me, quote unquote, is really young. And also, you can make the case he's extremely mobile and, 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 and maybe, I hate to say it, injury prone. All things that could potentially lead to me getting more playing time. So I think the situation is really good for him um, as long as they make the money work, of course. So just my last thing on Minshew there. Most games he's played in five years, he's going into year six. It's a good mentoring situation. Like it's worth the investment. And it's going to make Anthony Richardson work harder. You don't yeah, want to yeah, just yeah. make it feel like it's spoon fed to the kid. Yeah. No, I um, feel you on that. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. You, I'm not completely disagreeing with you. Yeah. Um, you did swing me a little bit, but like Impy said, he's, it, it's hard to just turn your back on that investment. The only time you've seen that happen was with my boy Josh Rosen. <laughs> and that was because yeah. Kyler Murray was coming in the next yep. year, and then you had Kingsbury, so you had the ties. And also, like, let's be honest, Josh Rosen wasn't exactly— 100%. Yeah, like, they made Lighting the right it up. Yeah, for sure. All right, last but not least, the AFC West. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. AFC, AFC South, Texans. Oh. The Texans need to sign Saquon Barkley. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, they do. Wow. And please do. Three-year deal. You know, you know, pay him to be, you know, a top three running back. You know, whatever that number looks like, right? For, give him the money now while CJ Shroud is on a rookie scale deal. We talk about this all the time in the NFL. When your quarterback is on an extremely cap-friendly deal, take advantage of that by spending money elsewhere. I could think, um, imagine how easy his life would be if you had an all-pro type running back in the backfield. Not only is he extremely talented on the ground, but obviously he could do things in the passing game. You can lean on him in games where CJ Stroud may not have it or, or, or kind of the defense is you know, keying in on him. I just think it's a match made in heaven. Um, to 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 kind of you know potentially throw the bag at Saquon Barkley if you're the Houston Texans here, um, I I just think it's it's a really really amazing landing spot. A hundred percent, yeah. That uh, I posted about it um, today, uh, a week ago. For those of you listening, um, that it's expected the Giants are not going to re-sign Saquon Barkley, and I'm like, yeah, good riddance. Right. It's not that he's a bad talent. It's just that it doesn't fit sometimes. It it doesn't fit the way the hey, the, the team the way the team is constructed constructed <laughs> right now. They have a lot more issues than Saquon Barkley. Yeah. And I think it's just something where Saquon for a team like Houston, he's right. CJ Stroud is not getting paid, so they still have another three years. So you give him a you know make him the highest paid running back. Yep, it's fine. But he's on that team. And you have Nico Collins emerge. You had Tank Dell, who CJ Stroud went to bat for young. in the draft. Yeah, you have like Short a really young, young offense. And yeah, I like that move a lot. I think that's, I would prefer they get him than like a Derrick Henry or any of these other other running backs. Like he's a perfect fit. Catches out the backfield too. It's just, again, you got to, I think his entire time with with the Giants was just a mess. Um, after his rookie year, wins rookie of the year, blows out his ACL in like the second or third game. Then he bangs up an ankle. Then he bangs up an ankle. 
and he bangs up an ankle. <laughs> and it's, you know, like even this year, right? The Giants are one and one. They go into Arizona. He has a monster game. They win that game against Arizona. And then he's out for six weeks. And, you know, I know, I know the season was a mess for the Giants regardless, but the big reason why, too, is because he was hurt. You know, so I think that's, yeah, it'd be a good call on that. And sorry for uh, skipping over yours with, uh, no, with the good. South. Let's go to the, the West before we wrap up. I'm going to lead this one off, guys. Justin Herbert. This is the last, this is the last dance. This is the last chance you have. This is, this is it. It, it has to be. You got Jim Harbaugh now. Now there's no longer it's the coach's fault. You've been gift-wrapped in your career with having an incompetent head coach, especially on offense. Now you have Jim Harbaugh, who made Alex Smith relevant, got him a second contract with Kansas City. Kaepernick became a thing. You're the one that gave Kaepernick a chance, and you kind of, you don't get the props you deserve Kaepernick and Harbaugh for kind of changing how the NFL is played now too. Yep. Like even though you had Cam Newton and shit, but like no, that was the first one where it was sure. like, oh, this RPO shit be wicked. Yep. Let's do it. Right. And you have the guy that everywhere he goes, bro, immediately year one, 12 wins, 11 yeah. wins. This is college. This is with the Niners. So the expectations are really high. And again, it's going to be the same old chargers until you prove us wrong. And Justin Herbert, at one point this year, I made the case for saying, hey, man, he's having an MVP year, but they're two and four. Yep. But he was, you know, he, he had 18 touchdowns, six interceptions. Ends the year with 20 touchdowns, seven interceptions. But I started calling him Jay Cutler 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> Getting everything guys, better Guy's six foot six and gets more <laughs> balls tipped at the line of scrimmage than uh, Kyler Murray does and Russell Wilson ever did and Drew Brees. Yep. It was just crazy shit. So I think I think the storyline is, is is it's Justin Herbert because now the the excuses are done, man. And you got paid last offseason. And you were always the quarterback is always going to be the last guy to to fall from like the chain of command. Yep. Right. Because he's the guy that's on the field. But it's, it's there's a new GM in there. There's a new head coach. It's going to be a new offense ran, new schemes. That's it, bro. It's 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 all on you now. Has to be. Well, who's the who's, give him a the quarterback that they're going to come and bring in to to bring Justin Herbert up to his full potential. Your boy Gardner Minshew, maybe? That would be interesting. But I was thinking, like, if I was to keep it true to, like, uh, what Jim Harborough really likes, J.J. McCarthy. They find a way to get him in the draft. J.J. McCarthy oh. stays with Harborough. Harborough. That's my least favorite fucking name to say. Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh. But yeah, no, who, who are they going to bring that. in to challenge Justin Herbert? Because if not, then all Justin has is Nick, you know, putting the pressure on him. Yeah. That's not enough. Should be, though. It's not. They're should saying they're saying J.J. McCarthy is going to be a top 10 pick this year. He's flying. He No yeah. one right now in uh, kind of in, in these mock drafts. And, and look, a lot of this is smoke. But when someone is being mocked to Atlanta at eight, I cannot um, envision a scenario where uh, the Chargers spend that type of draft capital on, on a quarterback. Like maybe there's a scenario where like, if it doesn't work out for Herbert for a couple years in Harbaugh, maybe there's some type of a trade, but I doubt that. 
I love where your head's at, though, with the McCarthy and Harbaugh kind of connection. But Keep it together. JJ's, yeah, but JJ's flying up these draft boards. I saw him going eighth to Atlanta in, in a mock. And again, these mocks are not set in stone. But again, if someone's being mocked eighth, they're going to be a first-round pick most likely. So I just can't see them spending that draft capital on a quarterback. Um, so it just, I, I like it, though. Fair point. No, I mean, I just um, wanted to, to back that off of you know, an extra storyline pad onto your storyline. What do you got? I got, do the Kansas City Chiefs franchise tag Chris Jones or LeJarius Sneed? Who is more important on that defense? Because you you know that you've done, you've gotten a lot out of Chris Jones, but last year you kind of, you he held out, right? That was the whole holdout for the first four games. He was watching it from the owner's suite that I thought, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen, bro. Like, how are you getting priority treatment, getting a box seat, and you're not, you're supposed to be our franchise D tackle. Like, why is this happening? You can go watch from home. But the relationship's different. I think Chris Jones, is he willing to sacrifice? Is he willing to sacrifice a little bit of the bag for them to be able to tag Sneed and they still keep it intact? That's a very tough decision that the Chiefs have to make. That's a tough decision because for him Snee too. Because lockdown, I think, yeah, bro. I think um, this is a. It's a sorry to cut you off. It's a tough decision for Mahomes. How much of a haircut is Mahomes going to take, a la Tom Brady on the Patriots? Because ultimately, I think that's what this comes down to. If Mahomes takes a sizable enough pay cut, I completely agree, George. There is a scenario where they can keep both of them. And and that's and that's my storyline as well. Is can the Chiefs keep at least one of their two elite defensive anchors? Sneed Jones, hands down. If Mahomes is serious about running this back three P, yada yada yada, he needs to take a haircut, work it out, figure it out, turn it into a bonus. Brady did it, and 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 they're a dynasty. Um, second in scoring defense on the season. But yeah, big you know, big key players are are, are chopping block. Willie Gay, Tranquil, Sneed, uh, um, um, uh, Chris Jones. Obviously, these are these are big pieces. You got to keep one of the two. Um, they didn't give Chris Jones the deal last year, and guess what? He's a year older. So what makes you think they're going to give him that deal now? Because out of the goodness of their heart, I don't think so. So I think it really comes down to Mahomes. Is he going to take a haircut, and how how big of a haircut? Yeah, and it's important to mention. There's a big difference between Chris Jones and Snead. Snead hasn't gotten any money yet. Yeah. So he's looking at it like, yo, I'm going to cash out. I have to. Mm-hmm. Chris Jones made $20 million last year. Snead made, on the books, 982000 Nuts. Damn. So if you're him, and I'm pro player every time, bro. I talk about this shit all the time. When I did the show with Will Blackman, he's like, yo, never criticize a player for holding out to get more money. Because... What happens is you blow out an knee and then they cut you the next day. Mm-hmm. Like before you get surgery. That's what happened to him. Like it's it's crazy shit. So I think to Impy's point about Pat Mahomes, do you take a pay cut? Tom Brady used to do it all the time where like he's like the 18th most expensive quarterback in the league. But every March 1st, he would get a $40 million signing bonus. There's like <laughs> some some weird loopholes that the Patriots are doing. But how how serious are you, Mahomes? Do you want to be this dynasty and do something no team's ever done? Win three in a row? Like, you win three in a row, then you you do something that Brady's never done, right? Like, that's that's a different conversation to have. 
And you got to kind of keep the guys on defense. They also have Mike Edwards that's a free agent. Tranquil, like you mentioned. Um, the left tackle is a free agent. Like, they have some pieces that they're going to have to make some decisions on, but it's Snead and Jones are the two biggest ones. And I think they probably tag one of them, and they're, gonna, they're not going to be happy with it. Like, Chris Jones wasn't happy with it last year. And then you got to decide on, on the other one. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I can only imagine the meeting where you're telling Patrick Mahomes, hey, let me outline. Do you think they make a PowerPoint presentation for Patrick Mahomes? Hey, Pat, sit down, and they go through slide by slide. And at the very end, they're just like, for $6 million less, we can do this. Well, I don't know, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. I mean, Kelsey could take a pay cut. I don't know. I don't know what Kelsey's contract's looking like, but I'm sure he's probably towards mm-hmm. the top end of what the tight ends are getting paid. Like, come on, guys, you're at the literally at the tail end of your career. Kelsey's got the like the number one pot, the number two podcast behind Veterans Minimum at this point. You got Kelsey in the podcast game. This guy, he's going to be a media mogul the moment he retires. Patrick Mahomes, we all know, is going to be set for life. He's signed like a $400 million deal. It's like, come on. To your point, Nick, this is something Brady hasn't done. This is a situation where I hate to compare, but it's like if Mahomes can get to maybe six Super Bowls but won three in a row, would you put that ahead of Brady seven? Like there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of kind of, um, you know, where you rank in the upper echelons of the greatest players of all time. And it could be literally happening as we speak. So I just, I think it's put up or shut up at this point. You got, look, when you win a title, people are going to leave. Mm-hmm. And now Lader- Sneed is a Super Bowl winning lockdown corner free agent. He's not just another corner. Yeah. And yeah. I think, truthfully, the more I think about it too, I think he might be more expendable than Chris Jones. Because they have Trent McDuffie. Yeah. Also was locked down. And look, I'm not the biggest PF. More of guy. a slot corner, though. More right. of a slot corner, though. But, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But I think more of a slot I hear what corner. You're saying. More of a slot corner because it's also year two for him. So I think the transition to go into the outside. But you're right. Yeah. It's it's two different, you know, there's the the days of corners going inside, outside. Opposite yeah. side of the field are done. So, look, man, that conference is tough, and they're gonna have to make some decisions and yeah. some uncomfortable ones. Even if Chris Jones grabs the mic at the parade and is like, "Yo, I ain't going nowhere until the money talks," then, then you'll you'll see what's up. But, Who's that uh, NBA player that just did this that past this past year? Uh, Bruce, Brown. Bruce Brown. Bruce yeah, Brown. Yeah, and then bounced. I ain't leaving. Yeah. Gone two weeks later. Wasted. <laughs> I actually think I actually think it was Mike Malone, the coach, who said it. Bruce Brown ain't going anywhere. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it was. He took forty million two years for yeah, the Pacers. Crazy. Shout out Mike Malone, Queen's finest. There you have it. AFC storylines for the offseason. Uh, let us know. Tag us. Write comments, tweets, whatever it might be. Get in touch with us. Let us know what you think. What storylines did we not touch on? Because there are, there are a lot. There, there's about ten for each team. Oh, and for we sure. kind of only spotlighted a couple. So as far as I go, at Nick Day is ten as you can find me. All things veterans minimum are at veterans minimum. George, where can they find you? At Mister underscore George underscore Carmona. All socials. Find me. Imp. Where can they find you? 
Anthony E. Impostato on all social media platforms. We'll catch you guys. In his element, I'm a gold medalist. Bronze like your medalist. So many deer in headlights, but it's bedtime. Hear that supper bell, main course, beat of venison. Dab. Most dangerous game. Either kill or be killed. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.